0: Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. I'm Lance Wigton, and again, I'm with Jim Putman. And today, uh, during Real Life Discipleship Podcast, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, which is helping your disciple take the next step. And I think this is a very important topic because I think that Without this one component in relationships, Jim, I think you're just having a Bible study. I think you're just, you are just know people. But it is a relationship without direction unless that you are putting this challenge piece at. And Jim, it's one of the things I think you're very good at uh, in the whole process and uniquely gifted. And that's why I'm glad that we're able to talk about it uh, today. First, though, we're going to talk about which is a question a lot of people have had, is how do you determine when the person you are discipling is ready to step up and take new responsibilities and expectations? And I feel like um, you have a very unique way to uh, look at this. Your filter is unique versus a lot of other people I have talked to about that. So, Jim, how, how would you answer that? What are you, what are you looking for when you feel like somebody might be ready for another challenge?
1: Well, a, a couple of things, before I, I answer that question, it's when you talk about the next step, the next step towards what? And you have to go back and go, okay, you have a good idea of what spiritual maturity is. They're following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, committed to the mission of Jesus. Uh, the four spheres play a part. Mm-hmm. Their place of ministry is, obviously, it overflows out of your abiding relationship with Jesus, but then you have a, a workplace a church place, and a home place. So the destination is really important. Do I really have a clear destination? Do I understand they were saved by grace through faith for good works which God planned for them to do? Where? In every sphere of their life. Mm-hmm. So when, when you ask me the question, um, how do I know they're ready for the next step? Well, I gotta keep in mind that the ultimate goal... I'm helping them take the next step towards the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and it's not just in the church, it's not just in their home or in their workplace. It's a, a balanced life in all of those places as they abide in Christ. So, um, But that, that Ephesians 2.10, we're Christ's masterpiece, or uh, we're created new in Christ Jesus. Um, Four good works which God planned for us to do. So I'm, I'm doing several things. First, in my mind... Um, I'm, I'm getting to know them in relationship, so I, I, I know where they started from, so I, I know there's some progress. I also know that, that their past history, either the mistakes they've made or the good things they've done are, are, are good, or, or excuse me, they can be used for good, um, and they're part of the calling and shaping that God has done in their life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, getting to know them and how God has shaped them, and how the world shaped them, tells me a little bit about what God wants to do with them. And so, um, I, I'm again, if I just know the church and I don't know them, then all I know is the holes in the church. But I don't know them to know whether they they've been called and shaped to fix the hole I have in my church. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, how God shaped them, what their passions are. So I want to get to know them.
0: Now, now, let, let me stop you there. I think that's a key point. You're not saying um, you're saying you could invite anybody. You have a you have a need. You, you know, you've got a team. Uh, you need somebody to help with uh, childcare. You need somebody to hand out bulletins. There's needs. So you, you're saying you're not only assessing the needs, and you're not just going. I need a life body. You're saying, um, what do I know about this person, and does that person's uh, Growth path or 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 path towards maturity does it match this particular need that I already have in the church, and you're you're keeping those two things separate. I think that's a I think that's huge. Yeah, is that right?
1: Yeah, I would say not all ministry needs to be something that they like because part well, of, totally part of Christianity is dying to self and, and it is meeting a need, and so I'm not afraid to say, yeah, I need you to do this for me uh, because what that if they do it. And they're willing to die to self even if it's something they're uncomfortable with. That tells me a little bit about their character that I'm looking for. I'm not... Most people, I think, go, all right, um, how do I disciple this person? Here's the two categories that matter most, their skill sets uh, and their knowledge. Mm -hmm. I agree that they need to know specific... Uh, information when it comes to scripture, salvation, those things that comes over time. And I also agree that they've been shaped, gifted uh, by, again, mistakes and, and positive giftings and experiences for specific things. But the thing that tells me the most, that I look for the most, is the character issues, the, the, the attitude issues, the humility issues. And so, while I may know this person, uh, let's say let's say that they're an alcoholic. That's where they came to know Christ, I, um, and um, you know, their life has been a mess because of it. It's part of what brought them to Christ. Mm-hmm. I know some of their shape, some of how they got there. Uh, maybe in the business world, they're they're high up and they have some skill sets that they've developed. Um, there's some Bible knowledge, things about salvation, about identity. They need to understand. Scripture, but they also need to understand who they are in Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They need to be walking in Christ. So I, I do know some of their shape. I do know some of their understanding of the scriptures. But what I'm mostly looking for is their faithfulness level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Are they are they doing what they're being asked to do humbly? Are they being faithful, committed? What's their attitude like? Why are they serving? why are they doing things or why aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at the things that, that matter uh, when it pertains to their, uh, their love for God and love for others and their commitment level. And so I, I, I know that um, if they're an alcoholic, or they were, that, that in part that may ha- have something to do with their mission field. Mm -hmm. many of the things that I've been through in my life, some that I did to myself, other experiences I had, shaped me for my ministry. I never thought, or I actually thought, because I was an alcoholic, that excluded me from the work of God. Mm -hmm. And what I realized later on was, no, God can use my experience to reach other alcoholics. So that can be a part of how God redeems my past. Mm -hmm. I have an experience with a certain group of people that can be useful. And so... um, what I'm looking for is I'm going, all right, where has God shaped them? What's their passions? Where mm-hmm. did they start? Um, what are their skill sets? What are their capabilities? And that's all great, that, that may show me where they're gonna end up, but the timing of, of when I put them there and how I put them be- there is based on what they do as a person, their humility, their character, their faithfulness, are they doing what I ask them to do? I don't give them the next step until they're consistently doing what they've already been asked to do, mm-hmm. what's their heart level, what's their motivation, all of these things um, I know through relationships i never forget, um, there was a guy who was a Navy SEAL, Mm -hmm. and uh, he had had, uh, come to know Faith through my experience with him and his son and my sons in in a sport. And so I invited him to uh, Life Group. And so we were there, and uh, we were talking about, you know, Jesus called the fishermen to leave and come and follow him. And so after we got done doing the story, I asked this question, what's the Lord telling you? And this guy said, I need, I need to do something. I need to get in the game. I need to do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This and, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yeah. And so my initial response was, I mean, he'd already made some changes. He's coming to life group. He's coming to church. I've seen some changes in his behavior. He's, he's calling me on the phone. He's meeting with me. And that was all good. And, um, and, and as he said that, I'm going, all right, all right. Um, He's ready to take the next step. But my wife caught something that I didn't catch, and she asked him, she said, Steve, why do you need to do something? Mm. And um, his answer was, I'm just not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. She said, doing enough for what? Well, I'm just not doing enough um, you know, I, I'm not doing enough... And, he, and really what it came down to was he wasn't doing enough to be saved in his mind. Okay, so now, in relationship, he could have led anything. I mean, he was a Navy SEAL. He was right. a commander. He could... He had the skill sets and the abilities. If I just hear this person wants to do more, I could find plenty of places for him to do more. Mm-hmm. He had the skill sets. I mean, he could have led anything he wanted. People, men would have followed him off a cliff, and they had. Yeah. Right? But his motivation was a work salvation, okay? And my wife caught it and asked that question, and I was really thankful for that, because I would have missed it. Mm-hmm. In relationship, uh, you start to go, okay, not only is this person skilled, but that told me he didn't really understand the gospel, so he was missing some understanding of the scripture, just because he was merely there didn't mean he understood it. And secondly, his, his motivation wasn't for love for God for what he had done. He was still questioning that. Mm-hmm. In relationship, uh, he was faithful. He's, he's becoming faithful. Now he wants to be more faithful. I could have gone, all right, faithfulness alone, I'm gonna have you do more, right? Well, no, hold on. Yes, you're saved for a purpose, and God has that purpose in mind for you, um, but... Not until you really understand salvation, and your heart is 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 because he if he starts commanding people, do more, do more, do more." Now we've created this work salvation ministry where mm-hmm. everybody's being challenged to do more to prove that they're saved, right. you know, And so, as you unpack that, there was in relationship, he'd been faithful. He is changing his life. He was gifted. In relationship, we started to understand some of the motivations of his heart. What was really going on in there, which led to, in his case, it was he wanted to do more. I need to go, nope, not yet. In a lot of cases, they aren't even faithful to do what they've been asked to do. They have no motivation whatsoever. They want to be a part of a club or they're showing up. Right. And, and so what we want to do is move them forward faster to do more. In both cases, if you have them do more for the wrong reason or, or they won't do more, you're, you're finding out about their heart, what they really believe, mm-hmm. and you're able to dive in deeper uh and 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 understand why they're not moving or why they're moving, but that all comes in getting to know them who they are mm-hmm
0: well um so when you brought up the fact that you have this uh you have this need potentially at the church and here's a guy um you uh, as far as I've known you. You never really look at getting volunteers as, okay, I've got to get five people to do this, and how am I going to do that? And that's never been your focus. It's always been, um, there. Who, who is this person? How has God shaped them? And just like you said, their experience is the big factor when it comes into um uh, who and what maybe they're going to lead, if and only if they have the character and the relationship with God, and it's growing in a particular uh, direction. It, they are motivated, and and their and their heart is in the right situation. And, and I feel like a lot of times when other people I've talked to, it's they're uh, they are looking for getting a volunteer, which is not is not making it disciple. In my, in my mind, it, it could be a part of the process, but it went, it's not the whole process. And the, and the second thing is, is is I'm waiting for people that are pre-qualified for particular positions that maybe have done it before, and I think that's more important than the rest of the things. And you have a real – you really, really look at that uh, different. I think that I, that has helped you by looking at it that way.
1: Yeah, I would say that I will get people into the game – On lesser levels, Mm -hmm. but I'm using them getting into the game as a test of their attitude, their humility, their coachability. Right. I'm not going to throw them into the game without some coaching, with some things that I'm looking for, and I'll even communicate it. With Mm -hmm. them. I'll go, hey, I don't see this as being the long-term goal for your skill sets. Mm -hmm. I see you as being able to do this, and I'll I'll paint a picture of what I could see them possibly being able to do and the importance of it. But I'll say, but the stepping stones to getting there Mm -hmm. are these character traits that you're gonna learn in these ways, and so I'm asking you to step into these roles. Sometimes they'll go... I can't see myself ever being in that kind of a position but I'll step into this smaller role. Sometimes they'll go um no I'm not going to do the smaller roles cuz I want the big role. Right. Right? But but the pathway of we're going to serve you're going to I'm going to test are you willing to have integrity and do what you say try are you going to be coachable? Are you going to be consistent? Are you going to do the little things that 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 give you the 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 right to speak about the bigger things? Are you going to skip steps? I'm going to give you lesser positions to play in hopes that through that shaping you're going to end up here. Mm-hmm. But that but the coaching part of that it's kind of like the old sports you know. I uh, in in wrestling I'd show them a move. Then I'd then I'd say now you're going to go try the move with some coaching. Very slowly letting each other do this, and then, um, uh, I'm gonna start speeding things up, and then I'm gonna let you try it in a match, and then we're gonna coach and we're gonna start back. And If they said, No, I don't want to practice, it, and I don't even want to watch you do it, I just want to wrestle around on the ground, I'm gonna go, No,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you if, 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 at the same time, I am gonna, um, say sometimes we're gonna move beyond just the drilling and the practice. We're gonna give you a chance to get out there and, and try it. And so that we for for the purpose of further coaching. And so it's it's a blending of the two things. But back to the question of um do I have an end goal in mind? Yes. Is there a starting point in a the process they're going through? Yes. Is it just educational? No. Mm-hmm. It's it's you're gonna get in the game in some way, you know, in my men's group. Some of them are uh in my men's group and they're leading a small group. Some of them are in my men's group. They're acting as security. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and how do they function with other people? And how are they being security? Or some of them are, you know, and I, I've got something for them to do in their next step. Then I'm going to see how consistent they are. I'm going to see their attitude towards the people they work with. There's going to be a lot of debriefing their ministry, knowing full well that they need to understand the word. They need to understand... Uh, skill sets, but they need to have the heart to love God and love others and mm-hmm. that character piece that's in that center section i I, I think you're right and a lot of times
0: you know i've heard people say well i don't know i don't think they know enough in order in uh to be able to handle this challenge, but the reality is is if you don't give them a challenge, you're never going to know enough about them to know how to coach them in the future so it, it's kind of a catch twenty two I feel like and, and I think Jesus was an absolute model for this. I mean, he said, come follow me. But he sends them out immediately and starts giving them tasks to do. And in that process, he's able to coach them, learn more about them, and know how to uh, how they were individually made. And so I feel like if you wait too long on the challenge, let me ask, you, see if this is true. If you wait too long on the challenge, you're never going to be able to find out how they're really wired.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that. Um, Let me give you just a story that kind of works this out. I met a guy, first small group we ever did is we were just a tiny, small group. Mm -hmm. I met a guy who was walking into the Christian bookstore, and we just kind of struck up a a conversation. He was looking for a Bible, Mm -hmm. and he had just given his life to the Lord, or he was trying to explore that. And so I said, well, you know, I would get one of these Bibles. I go, are you in a life group? He goes, Mm -hmm. no, me and my girlfriend aren't really going to church. So why don't you come to my life group? So he comes to my life group. Next thing we know, we baptize him and his girlfriend. They're living together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're actually coming to my life group for about two months. And um, we're, we're reading through the Bible, and he's reading his Bible. And I, so I went over to his house, and I said, I want to I talk to you. Can I come over to your house? And I went over to his house with him and his girlfriend and said, hey... Um, I know you gave your life to the Lord. I know you're reading your Bible. I can see changes in you. Are you aware of what the Bible says about sex outside of marriage? And he, he put his head down, and, and he and his girlfriend put their head in there. They're like, yeah. And I said, um, what do you think we ought to do about this? He goes, well, I know I'm not being obedient. They both said this. Mm-hmm. And we need to we need to give that part of our life to Jesus. And I said... How do you feel about separating, living in different houses until you get married? And he said, yeah, I think we should do that. And they did. Mm -hmm. So they separated. A few months go by. They get married. Now he's in my life group. He's only been in my life group maybe, I don't know, six months. And I, I went to him and said, I want to go to coffee with you. And again, during this time, I'd watch changes in his answers. I'd watch him uh, the way he acted. Uh, one day, his wife, is, she was a schoolteacher. Now she, she, she uh, comes home from work and says, you know what? Uh, I think Lori, Jim's wife, has been struggling lately. She makes a lasagna, drives 35 minutes each way, mm-hmm. brings a lasagna over to our house. So mm-hmm. now she's starting to think about people in the group. A
0: lasagna is spiritual maturity, yes, by the way, yes, in my it book. Is. Yes, Yes,
1: yeah. it is. She's doing these things, right? These two separated mm-hmm. to get married. I mean, they, 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 I, said, I said, here's what I, I want you to think about. So I'm back in the conversation with the guy now. I said, I want you to think about becoming an apprentice and leading a small group. Mm-hmm. He goes, are you kidding me? I've been, been a Christian six months. I was just living with my girlfriend. I said, I know. But I have watched you, as you've studied the Word, I've watched you change. Mm-hmm. I've watched you do what I asked you to do. I'm not asking you to lead the small group without help. Every Wednesday morning, we'll get together, we'll talk about the lesson. You'll go do the lesson, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll debrief it the next Wednesday. What'd you learn? What's next? Mm-hmm. When you have questions, you call me. I'm gonna check with you several times a week. He goes, well, what if I don't know the answer? I said, just say you don't know the answer, but I'll know by next week. Well, What if I speak before I think and I say the wrong thing? We'll talk about it. You'll go back and said, hey, after doing some study and sitting and talking about this, I was wrong. Here's the truth. Here's what the Bible actually says. He goes, well, I want want to have all the answers. I said, I'm not asking you to be the answer, man. I'm asking you to be humble, to step out in faith, Mm -hmm. be courageous, be consistent. He said, all right. All right, I'll do it. Okay, so week two of his life group, he calls me on the phone. He said, this guy asked me a question, and I don't have the answers, and I was actually leaving town, so I wasn't going to be able to meet with him. I said, stop by the office. I'm going to give you a book to read. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty lengthy book, you know. 150, 200 pages. I gave it to him. So this was on a Wednesday. Uh, gave him the book. Uh, I'm in church on Sunday. He brings me the book, and he gives it back to me. And I go, I thought you were gonna read the book. He, gives, he did. I read it in two nights. I stayed up all night to read it. And, and I go, wow, that's awesome. He goes, well, I had to have an answer for the next mm-hmm. life group. And I went, dude, I'm so proud of you. Now, I want you to know when he's showing consistency, humility, he's ha- showing that kind of effort, that kind of faithfulness, it wasn't long till, you know, within a year or two, he's a coach over life groups, and then he became a staff member, mm-hmm. okay? At each step of the way, he did what he was asked. I painted this picture from, from the beginning, that he had leadership capability, that God had saved him for a reason, mm-hmm. that even his experience would be useful to unsaved people, uh, and, and even to Christians, and as he was faithful, he, I, I kept stepping him up. That's discipleship, and so painting a picture for him that he can, giving him the opportunity to do it. Now, if he was said, "No, I don't want to do it," or if he just said, um, "I'm not going to separate from my girlfriend," mm-hmm. or "I'm not going to," you know, then he then could I have jumped have out it. at any part during the journey. He
0: could have exited.
1: Yep. And if he would have said, you know, I'm not going to say I don't know. I have to be the answer guy. I, I, if he wouldn't have said he was sorry when he made a mistake, if he wouldn't, if he wasn't changing in his character, I would have never allowed that to continue. But I, I just kept giving him something to do, he did it, proved his faithfulness, he grew from it, stepped him into a different role. Not everybody's gonna come on staff, but that process works. That's the process Jesus used. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And as we close here, I I think you
0: answered the last question that was on here, which is, uh, how can you help uh, people stay motivated for growth? And the reality is, if I'm listening to that story, I'm saying... Um, you're only getting people that are that have the heart to be motivated, and so far, and, and if that's the case, if they are already self-motivated and they're growing in Christ, y- you don't have to keep, you don't have to do it. Their character will continue to have them do it.
1: Well, there's times where I've had to say, "Hey, this isn't you. You're, you're changing your behavior. Mm-hmm. This is who you've always been. What's going on with you?" And you have to say, "Hey, I- I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. You're stepping back, right?" Or I gave you something to do, and you said no, and you didn't do it. And I love you, man, but what's going on? Right. And there are times where, back to the crockpot analogy, mm-hmm. uh, you lift the pot. You you start the, sti- the, 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 the crockpot, and you lift the pot to see where it is. You poke a knife into it. Where is it at? Is it ready to be served yet? Is it ready? So there are times where people have not stepped up. And so I don't give them new things to do. Until they're faithful to little, I'm not going to step them up into more. They're still there. I don't kick them out of the group, Right. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had those people for for two years not do anything, and then all of a sudden, life situation, something changes, and they start the process of growth. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing something that's ministering to everybody, but I'm identifying those who are really taking steps, and then I keep giving them the next step. All the way to where I think, uh, and God reveals to us as we pray where their passion is, what they're what they're doing. But again, I'm not always looking for something they're passionate about, right? Uh, as if that has to be the motivation. Being willing to do what Jesus asks you to do a lot of times means doing something you're not passionate about because He's passionate about it. You surrender to Him, but all the time doing something you're not passionate about isn't very helpful either,
0: right? But but it seems like God works that out. Absolutely. Well, Jim, uh, thanks again uh, for joining us here on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, and we look forward to next time where we're talking about making time for discipleship. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where we want you to remember discipleship is simple, it's just not easy.